goes to. And the Emmy goes to. And the Emmy goes to. Breaking Bad. Bad Men. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. The Crown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Next Best Series, episode 25, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. I am your host, Matt Negley. The time of recording is 9, 10 p.m. on April 18th, 2022. Here to join me today for the return of Next Best Series after a hiatus during the Oscar season, I have Dan Baer. Hello, everybody. Nicole Ackman. Hello, hello. And joining us as a guest here on the podcast for the first time, we have Giovanni Lago. Hello, everyone. So, we talk about television here from time to time. Not all the time, but just, you know, some of the time. A little bit of everything, all of the time. So, (laughs) in doing so, it's interesting because this is a very, very exciting point. As of this recording, right now, Better Call Saul is returning for its sixth and final season. Uh, Barry season three returns in a couple of days. Atlanta has had its season premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. We've had miniseries. We've had television movies. We have new shows starting up. We have new shows that have already finished even. There's so much to talk about. I don't even think we could possibly go over all of it necessarily in this single episode. But rest assured, we'll be back again next month to talk about what we've been watching. And we'll get you all caught up to speed on all of that. But I actually want to start us off first with uh, Nicole because Nicole I think and I could be wrong but then again it has only been 25 episodes <laughs> I don't think you've ever been on next best series before I have I have you have yeah okay I can't tell you exactly what it I gotta is. ask though because I actually don't know the answer to this off the top of my head then yeah. and I apologize for that what kind <laughs> of a television watcher are you and what shows do you <laughs> primarily like So I always joke that I'm not very good at watching television because I have commitment issues. Um, (laughs) I much prefer to watch a movie where I can sit down and be done in like two to three hours and and check it off the list. I think this is why I prefer miniseries over television. I'm exactly the same way, Matt. Yeah. 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 I love a limited series or even a series that has like two to three seasons but is done. So I know – exactly what i'm getting into there's nothing worse than like starting a show and then netflix decides to pull the cord on it and oh god you've invested all this time for nothing it's happened to all of us yeah Yeah, it really i've got my beginning i've got my middle where's my end (laughs) yeah i'm I'm still scarred from a few that happened like that to me so now sometimes i won't start things until they have a full season but i tend to watch i mean i watch a lot of period drama that's literally a shock to no one uh i've been watching all of the new marvel disney plus shows i watch actually just a lot of disney plus in general because i also watch um the star wars shows on there and i also watch high school musical the musical the series which is the funniest name a tv show has ever had truly uh i'm somewhat of a sort of sporadic watcher i'll suddenly like binge a whole show over the course of like two weeks and then i won't watch another tv show for like two months sometimes um but i've i've been trying to this is like the period of the year where i try to catch up on a lot of stuff because i'm finished trying to catch up on oscar movies you know same that's exactly why we're back after such a long hiatus i mean yeah. You know, people might find this hard to believe, but I, too, and I think many of us over at Next Best Picture are the same, Nicole. Like, we, from September until the time the Oscars are over, just don't have time. 
And so this period of time, the spring and the summer, yes, you know, you can go outside, get some vitamin D and hang out with friends and socialize. But why would you want to do that when there's all this good television to watch at home? (laughs) Well, for me personally, I'm in finals right now for grad school. And so I don't really have time to be watching movies that I don't like have to watch for a review or something. But it's a little easier with a TV show to say like, all right, I'm going to take the time to watch an episode of something while I sit down and eat dinner. So that's how I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a good way to do it. I mean, for myself, um, I've started started uh, exercising again. Uh, it might be a little t- TMI. I don't know. But I watch an episode of television while I'm on the treadmill now. And that seems to be perfect. You know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it is. And I'm done. One episode at a time to get through it all on a daily basis. And honestly, it's been a pretty good routine so far. So everyone's got their own little routines and patterns here of what they watch and how they watch it. Giovanni, you are a guest here with us tonight. What about you? What is your TV behavioral watching pattern? Oh, I think it would be easier to, like, talk about what I don't watch on TV. Oh, no. Because I I watch a lot. Um, I've... Do, do you want me to go into detail right now or we just... No, no, please. Just give me broad strokes right now. Pretend, um, pretend you're a painter with a big, giant paintbrush. <laughs> um, I would say I try to watch a bit of everything, whether it's, like, obviously stuff that you can tell are going to be the more Emmy-centric uh, series or, you know, what's kind of, like, what's very much in the, the zeitgeist, what's a, what just comes out of nowhere and what's popular. And then, of course, you always have your guilty pleasures where you're, like... I'm 10 seasons deep into this. Why can't I stop this? This is not good. It hasn't been good for years. Please free me. Hold on, wait. I need to know. What's an example of that? I Recently, I just went through a nasty divorce with The Walking Dead, and it should have happened <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it should have happened years ago. Oh, uh, man. I, I, I pulled the cord on that bad boy many seasons oh, ago. Uh, you, I was like, they killed my boy Glenn. I'm out. You're the better person. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and everything with just TV now, I, as you guys mentioned, limited series are just – it's so perfect. You're just in. You're out. It's – it's nice, perfectly wrapped, although, you know, sometimes they try to make multiple seasons of a limited series and then you're like, why can't this stay a limited series? But um, I would say, you know, I try to watch everything on most platforms, but uh, especially with just what's, um, you know, uh, Apple lately. I'm sure we'll get into it in a bit, but um, they, they've got some great stuff. Same with HBO Max. So I try I try to watch everything. I try to try to open my horizons when it comes to TV. I'm always looking for something good to watch. One might say to you're looking for the next best series. Uh, but, um... <laughs> Dan Bear, because I don't want you to be the odd man out, I know you've explained <laughs> to our audience before what kind of television you watch and how you watch it. But please, sir, if you could do so again for us. Well, yeah, and it's been a long time. Um, I, <laughs> I, I rather famously a few years back said, you know, no new series because I was just spending too much time watching TV and I was not feeling like it was feeling more like something that I had to do as opposed to something I wanted to do. So when I felt like I didn't want to watch a show, I just quietly stopped and I didn't pick up anything new and that really significantly took down the amount of hours that I was watching and it gave me more time to spend on movie stuff, which yay. But every once in a while, something will inevitably draw me back in at some point. And especially I like the, just the 
anything that is a half hour show, I really enjoy that I can just like put it on while I'm getting ready for bed or, you know, have it on in the background while I'm doing other things, something like that, that I can just enjoy without paying too much attention because the things that I do tend to pay a whole lot of attention to, I, they inevitably disappoint me. <laughs> I love a background show. Love yeah, a good um, background show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Um, I also like love like any sort of um, obscure talent-based competition show. <laughs> um, like I, I have gotten into like blown away the glass blowing competition on Netflix just because like who I know nothing about blowing glass, but it's really freaking cool seeing these people who are all like masters at it, do it and explain a little of what they do. I, I tend not to go to like great British break off so much anymore just cause it's, it, it's a big commitment, <laughs> but I do love those kinds of shows where you can just see really talented people being amazing at what they do. All right. So what I thought would be an easy way to kind of segment this uh, discussion here would be to break it down by uh, streamers first. So we could start off with Netflix, I suppose. And I think the three big shows, and tell me if I'm missing anything, by all means, but the three big shows that everyone is talking about over the last couple of weeks in the lead up to episode 25 here have been... Bridgerton Season 2, Ozark, uh, The Final Season Part 1, with Part 2 still to come, and Russian Doll Season 2, which recently uh, just came back as well. Am I missing anything big here? As of recent, I can't think of anything. Uh, I mean, Love is Blind Season (laughs) 2. Oh, God, no. Dan is so tired of hearing me talk about this show. (laughs) I... 
traditionally hate reality dating shows, but Love is Blind has an unnatural hold on me. It's peak, peak reality TV. It's fascinating. Uh, and I recently started Love is Blind Japan, which is how you know I'm like super in deep. Oh, you're in the rap <laughs> hole right there. You're in. You're in. So what, what makes this dating reality show different from other dating reality shows? So I think why I enjoy it is because it's less competition based. You know, something like The Bachelor is very much uh, everybody trying to sort of win. Whereas Love is Blind is sort of because there's not one winner. It's just sort of you either get married or you don't. I think like there's less of a competitive aspect to it, which I personally enjoy more. And I think that what I like about it is that, I mean, for anyone not familiar with like the premise of it, essentially the first couple episodes of the show, couples meet in these pods where they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other's faces. And they have to decide to either propose or not propose to someone based only on that. Wait, wait, like marriage? Yes. What? Yeah, and so if they propose, like, so for all the couples who, like, are engaged by the end of it, they get to meet face-to-face, they go on a vacation in Mexico for, like, four days or something. Also, this is hosted by... um. Uh, Drew Lachey. Um, Drew uh, Lachey Nick or is Lachey. it Nick? Nick Lachey, it's thank Nick. you. Drew and, Lachey does um, Yeah, it's hosted by Nick Lachey and his wife Vanessa, so that also is a fascinating aspect to it. Uh, but then they go on vacation in Mexico and then they come back and they have to live in these like apartments that they're given because they're all from the same city. So like the first season was in, I think, Atlanta. The second season was in Chicago. And at the end of, like, a month, they have to decide if they're getting married or not. And obviously Netflix, like, throws them a wedding if they are. And it uh, some of these couples, like, gets all the way up to the altar before they decide if they are or are not going through with it. And um, I think typically, I think in both seasons, there's been two couples that got married, either one or two. Uh, but I think what's interesting is watching these like relationship issues play out because they look a lot more like the relationship issues that you see your friends have, but on a like really fast scale than I think you typically see on this sort of reality dating. Um, Like on this past season, there was one couple where it was like, Oh, he's a partier and she's a homebody. And once they get into this apartment, they're trying to like figure out if those lifestyles can work together and things like that. Uh, This last season though, there was one man who was absolutely the most abhorrent individual I've seen in my entire life. And the best part of it was actually the reunion episode where like everybody just went in on him and the other girls were like, how dare you treat this girl this way? Uh, So I think that it's also kind of fun because you get to see the friendships actually forming between a lot of the contestants. So I don't, it has a hold on me, man. And I, do not typically watch reality TV, but I'm truly like if they do a Raleigh season, like Netflix, hit me up. I I will go on it. Uh- <laughs> I will sign that campaign right there. I'll support it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No problem. <laughs> I struggled through the first season of that only because there was one couple that was truly like meant to be, and the rest of that Lauren and Cameron was painful i assume so i don't remember the names okay i just like like love is blind can get back to me when they actually cast someone on that show who is less than a six on the hotness scale and i will say part of what is fun about love is blind japan and like uh kenzie venunu told me to watch that because and she's right 
they seem a lot more like normal people and a lot of them are like divorced or like in their late 30s and 40s and they're not all just like beautiful gorgeous like 25 year olds uh so it does add a very different element to it but yeah that's that's like a fair criticism but i still think they're they're a little more normal people than you see on like the bachelorette so well that that's not very low bar there (laughs) i mean fair but i'm saying if you're looking for a reality dating show that's a little better than that I don't have a good segue, so, um, yeah, Ozark. Um. (laughs) Hey, those two shows, more common than you would think, all right? (laughs) I mean, love is clearly blind on that show. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview for episode 25 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. In order to get the full episode, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this podcast and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast network and if you want to leave us a review on apple Podcasts, rate us five stars drop us a comment we really appreciate your feedback and your support thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.